theyeshiva.net. Okay, we're holding page uh, three, Daf Bays, Amud Bays, base column two. The line starts. The line starts. Uh, Remember, the dinim, all dinim are sweetened in their source, and hence, before Kriya Shema, there's Birchis Kriya Shema, which is really a conversation with the Nefesh of Bahamas to allow it to see itself in a new light. So I'm not repressing it, I'm not crushing it, I'm actually sublimating it. I'm aligning it with its true, pristine, original self, so to speak, so that its passion should be seen not as a negative, even though it may be harnessed and its outlet may be extremely brute and animalistic, but really my Nefesh Bahamas is, a, its source is Kedusha. Its source is the Maisa Merkava. In other words, at the end of the day, the Balatanya strongly felt and believed, based on the sources of Chazal and Torah Bechlal, that the ultimate resolution between the Nefesh, the resolution of the conflict in the human psyche between the two souls, is not what we would call in Hebrew Milchemes Shmad. It's Milchama Chinuchit in modern Hebrew. It's not a war of obliteration. It's a war of education. There's a big difference. It's not that we're trying to obliterate, it's that we're trying to educate. And that's a fundamental difference in approach. You have to understand there's different shittas in Yiddishkeit. This is a very key issue. What do you ultimately want to do with the Yetzir Hara? Is it destroy it or sublimate it? It's very different. From this distinction come out many, many differences in Ashkafa many differences in education, many differences in how we treat the totality of the human personality. There's really a fundamental question that rages till today in the Jewish world, and you could see it everywhere. And that is, is the human personality deep down evil or good? Do we celebrate personality, or do we tame personality? What is our objective in Chinuch? The objective in Chinuch is, you know, the Yetzirah is always lurking, always raging, the animal soul is a real animal and a real beast, and therefore, ultimately... If you would have been able to do without it, it would have been the best. You can't do without it, so at least tame it, control it, castrate it, obliterate it to the best of your possibility. Here the approach is very different. Essentially you're dealing with an educational process. The process of education is not to destroy the people you're educating and say, oh, we would have been much better off without these classrooms. No, the process is, I realize that the potential here is enormous, and I want to elevate it, I want to sublimate it, I want to lift it up. So the Nefesh Bahamas, this is the process of Birches Krishma, where you're actually taking it back to its own source, and you're tracing it back to the Malachim, to the Strophim, the Chayas, the Fanei HaKodesh, the Pnei Aryeh, the Pnei Sher, and the Pnei Nesher, and then the Nefesh Bahamas will be receptive to your statement of Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad, and Vavtas Hashem Alekecha B'chol Avavcha B'Shnei Yitzarech. The Chiddush here is, don't underestimate this. By having a conversation with your animal soul, the Nefesh Alekis itself experiences an Aliyah. Back to Maisa Merkava. Yecheskel Hanavi sees the Chayas HaKadosh, he sees the face of the lion, the face of the man, the face of the eagle, the face of the ox. And the chayas are lifting up the kisei. And who's on the kisei? 
Dmus Adam, the Nefesh Alekis, which is Shoirish is Mare Adam, the Dmus Adam Kevayachal of the Shechin, of the Adam Elyon. And who lifts up the Kisei? The Pnei Aryeh, the Pnei Shur, the Pnei Nesher. So the Balatanya says down here it's the same process. The Nefesh Alekis evolves from the Pnei Adam. The Nefesh Abahamis evolves from the Pnei Shur. When you work with the Nefesh Abahamis, the Nefesh Abahamis creates an Aliyah in the Nefesh Alekis and the godly soul as well. Vehine, you're with us? You, you, you have the place? Now, generally, there's the process of known as Isarusa de Latata, which means an arousal from below, and Isarusa de Leila, which means an arousal from above. Through the Hisairus Milmata, you create a Hisairus Milmaila. In Kabbalah, it's called Halas Mayanukvin. As we explained numerous times, Mayan Nukvin is feminine waters. It's called Man, Man, Mayan Nukvin. In contrast to Memdalad, Mad, which is Mayan Dukhrin, which are masculine waters. And basically this is a metaphor in Kabbalah between the relationship of the masculine and the feminine, or between Hashem and the human being, masculine and feminine. Sometimes the arousal begins from the masculine side. This is called, it starts with Mad, Mayan Dukhrin, the spiritual orgasmic flow begins with the masculine, and sometimes it's the other way around. Halas man, it's the feminine flow, the feminine water that arouses and triggers and inspires the flow from above. In Lashon Hachasidus, Isarusa de Lasata precedes and triggers Isarusa de Leila. My reaching out to you, my calling out to you, my uh, yearning for you, my love to you, my appeal towards you, and my. Uh, my craving to be close with you triggers within yourself also a reciprocal, triggers within you a reciprocal response. That's why by Karbonus it says that every carbon is a reya, creates a reyach a beautiful aroma for God. What is the meaning of this? The meaning is that the nefesh Bahamis coming up is like a carbon because it's a behemah. It's bringing the behemah up and in that process, there's a sarusa de la'ela, there's a new hisairus melmaila, a reyach nechayach l'ashem, that comes, that comes, that comes forth, does that comes mean, down. Does he mean the double l'ashem, that the nichoach being the nifal, that's a reyach, it seems, yeah. The nichoach is yeah. triggered. Yeah. What does this have to do with Zohar B'Shamr? You say you mentioned Zohar B'Shamr. No, that's just a, a, a footnote. In the Maimah that, bege- that about this concept, okay. this issue was discussed. This is the concept of you begin with you begin with arousing your animal soul, and that creates a whole new isairus from the nefesh elikis, and from the pnei adam from milmaila isairus. But there is also a different type of isairus delayla, not one that is triggered by isairus delasata but one that initiates Yisarus Adelosata, just like in a relationship. Sometimes you have one party that triggers the interest of the other one, and sometimes one is not interested, and the other one reaches out and intentionally does things in order to inspire the other one. So not by a person you have Yisarus Adelosata, you start Yisarus from below, and that creates Kivayachal Yisarus above. 
But sometimes, no. This is, so this is the la'ela that begins the process. An energy that comes forth to wake up the person, to wake him up from his slumber in the vanities of the world. As we say in Mishnas, in, in, in Nishmas Kolchai, right? Make it. What's the Lashon of them? Ma'oyru Yishenim Ha'Makeits Nerdamim. The Rambam in Hilchas Tshuva speaks about the Shoifer. Uru Uru Yishenim Metar Demaschem Ba'Havle Ya'Olam. This is a quote, basically paraphrasing those words of the Rambam. So the Sarusa de La'Ela is there to wake a person up, to give him a new lease on life, a new lease on inspiration. Sometimes you just feel a surge. But these initiating actions. Uh, sort of down from us up, it always has a result, wouldn't it? Yeah. As opposed to the human, which doesn't necessarily have it. No, every Isarusa Lasata brings an Isarusa de Yeah. Always, yeah. Isarusa de starts off, that's another process. Sometimes you begin the process, and sometimes Kevayachal Hashem begins the process. So there could be a person, sometimes you don't even know why. You have what's called like a surge of awareness, surge of inspiration. Like, yeah, it's almost like a basque, like a subconscious basque. And you know it's not going to last. You know it's not going to last. It could last for 10 minutes, it could last for two hours. But it's a certain hysteria that a person gets. It could be out of the blue, or it could be not out of the blue. But there's an experience that a person, an epiphany, or an awareness, or an emotional, an emotional high. Just like when the world was created, everything that happened was through umazist, through through chesed chinam, through free love, free kindness. The pasuk says, "Because he desires chesed." But afterwards, it depends on the deeds. Of those who live in this world, as it says in First, Hashem creates Adam but then He puts Adam in Gan Eden and He says, "Now it's time to work. You have to toil the garden and you have to preserve the garden." So, even though in post-creation there always has to be there has to be a response. But sometimes it doesn't begin with your response. It begins with Isarusa Dela'ela, similar to the beginning of creation. In the beginning of creation, there was no Isarusa Dela'ela, there was no Sata, there was nobody. So it had to begin with initiation from above. But after that, now, now it's time for Avoida. The same is true in the continuation of life, that sometimes it begins with Isarusa Dela'ela. Even though after that there has to be an Isarusa Dela'ela, but nonetheless, it could be a hamshach of Yisrael the Leil to be ma'ayr Yisrael the And again, he gives a few footnotes. That's why he uses the word nimshach. Yeah. Nimshach. Means nimshach. It, that re- process regenerates yes. itself. The Yuvan Zeb Avaydis Hashem to understand this in Avaydah of Hashem person. The Hine Anu Rayim Sheyash Beis Madregis Ba'avaydah. We see that there are two states in Avaydis Hashem. Ha'alef, state number one is Pchines Yisrael the Lasata. Biyegiyas nefesh, biyegiyas basar, bahamakas hadas, bihisbeinenus velev nishbar, shaideze yavoy benafshe gilui ur kirvas alakim, vahainu biyesarusa de lasati, sarusa de laeli. One form of Avaita Sashem is described here in these three lines. 
It starts off with Yigiyas Nefesh, Yigiyas Basar, every word here. There's Yigiyas Nefesh, Yigiyas Basar, Hamakas Hadas, Hispaninus, Lev Nishbar. Different stages, but they all have one common denominator, and that is profound internal work. There's Yigiyas Nefesh, toil of the soul. Yigiyas Basar, toil of the flesh. Two different types of Yigiyas. Yigiyas Basar is discipline in terms of flesh. If a person doesn't have Yigiyas Basar, they don't work with their body, they don't get their body under control, they will not be able to experience God. Yigiyas Nefesh is already a different state. Yigiyas Nefesh is, I'm toiling with my soul, not with my flesh. So for example, if a person eats whatever he's in the mood of, always, there's no Yigiyas Basar, he will not be able to experience Kirvas Alikim. If a person generally follows any instinct, any craving in the flesh, the person then squanders their energy. They can't experience the depth of life. They can't. It has to be Yigiyas Bas. I have to be able to completely be in control of my flesh. Then there's Yigiyas Nefesh. Yigiyas Nefesh means, okay, that's step one. But Yigiyas Nefesh means now I have to work with my mind. That's called Yigiyas Nefesh. That's toil of the soul, not of the flesh. What do I have to do? Hamakas Hadas. Hamakas Hadas means deep, deep mindfulness. His us. Lev Nishbar. It's not enough. After this, I have to have a broken heart. Broken heart means a humble heart. I have to be able to really open myself up with complete, complete humility. Literally, like a heart is broken into pieces and therefore it doesn't have an ego that obstructs light. It has cracks. Where there's cracks, the light could come in. Where there's no cracks, the light can't come in. So if my lave, what did the Kotzke Rebbe say? In Yiddish he said, there's no, how do I translate it? There's no straight thing like a crooked ladder, like a slanted ladder. There's no crooked thing like a gleichvertel, like a, a cynical, uh, in Yiddish, a gleichvertel, huh? a sarcastic, cynical comment about somebody. There's nothing as black as the white shrouds in which we dress a corpse. But there's nothing as wholesome as a broken heart. You won't find a wholesome heart like that. That heart is wholesome. Why? Why? Because wherever there's cracks, the light could come in. Where there's something complete, the light can't come in. Somebody sits down and says, I'm complete, I got it all figured out, conversation is over. He says, but I want to grow, but just remember, I'm perfect. <laughs> I, I understand everything, if you understand everything, fine, enjoy your life, but there's no growth, there's no kirvas alakim, there's no oyer alakim. So therefore, there has to be also the humble heart. This is after Yigiyas Bas, after Yigiyas Nefesh, after Amakas Adas. This is what happens. Then in your soul, there will be Gilui or Kirvis You'll be able to feel the intimacy with God. You'll be able to feel the presence of Hashem. This is the process of Isarusa de Lasata initiating Isarusa de Layla. I work on myself very heavily, and in response, I open myself up to, for God, so to speak, entering into my heart, entering into my soul. Umadrega <coughs> habez, but there's a second style of Avaydis Hashem. Hainu, 
Sometimes there's a hispilus in the soul. You know what the word hispilus means? The word hispilus means an, um, an excitement, an emotional reaction. The word hispilus comes from the word pu'ula, which means there's a tremendous impact, an activity that happens in the soul without any preparation and without any effort. We see this. There are many people. Pisoy means suddenly they get an arousal. Suddenly their heart and their mind will fire up during the evening for a while, for a Meshachzman, for a certain period of time, and they themselves don't know the cause. Where did this happen from? Where did this Torah come from? This can happen once in 10 years. It can happen once in 30 years. It can happen once a year. Sometimes it happens every few months. He's not talking about something that happens every few hours. I mean, it depends on the person. But uh, somebody, it could be for 10 minutes, for 20 minutes, in the middle of the day, in the middle of a davening. There's a, a clarity, a surge, and the person doesn't even know what happened. There was no new awareness. There was no new work. It's not that he sweat. There was blood and sweat and tears, and suddenly something opened up. No. It's pisam, pisam yavayadin. It's mamish a sudden experience where you just have a certain epiphany, a certain what he says, a hislavus, a passion, and a fire. This can happen with you towards Hashem, with you towards your children, with you towards yourself, with you towards others, with you towards the world. Suddenly, like you see the world differently, and you're in a in a very uplifted mood. You're in an, a very uplifted mood. There's a certain serenity, a certain celebration of life superficial stuff don't matter so much, the vanity dissipates, and you look at life in a different way. But he says there's one thing that happens. You can be guaranteed as a little time passes, it's all over. Back on your heads. Huh? Okay, and so this is Kichafetz Chesed. This is two Madregas and Avaydes Hashem. There's Avaydes Hashem that's completely about the human process, which then creates a reciprocity from above. And then there's a second type of Avaydes Hashem that people hope for and sometimes live off for, and it gives them some perspective, and that is the sudden Isairus, the sudden passion. Sometimes they know the reason, sometimes they don't even know the reason. What is this? Don't underestimate this. This is God speaking to you. This is a ha'ara, and here he uses the ayin in ha'ara. Usually ha'ara is with an aleph, which means a light, but here ha'ara means a wake-up call. His oiriris. His oiriris oiriri. Ha'ara from the word le'oire, right? Ma'oirirish, and to wake up. It's a ha'ara, it's a wake-up call, malmaila. Raki sarusa de la'ayla la'oiriris sarusa de la'satan. This is an Isarusa de la that is here to trigger, to arouse, to inspire an arousal from below. This is basically God telling you, <coughs> I've been waiting for you for too long. I want to be close to you. That's what it is. That's the message. What you're feeling is not your experience. What you're feeling is God's experience. Why don't I usually feel God's experience? Because I'm not God. I don't know what he's experiencing. But once in a while, he shares with me his experience. He reaches out and he says, I want you. 
What's the difference between the two? In other words, at the end of the day, we're saying they're one. Why? In the first Avoida, you begin with Yerusha Sata, and you trigger Yerusha In the second Avoida, you begin with Yerusha and that's all to do what? To trigger is Yerusha Sata. So what's the difference if you start this way or this way? You end up at the same point. Both. The purpose is to have both. Either it begins with Mayan Dukhrin or it begins with Mayan Nukvin. He says, Vahanafkusa. The nafkamin, meaning the, the, the difference between. Isarusa de lasata, creating Isarusa. Everybody understands what Isarusa de lasata is, the Leila is, or no? Because if you don't understand these words, it's going to be the, the rest is going to be Chinese. Everybody knows what it is, yeah? Arouser from above, arouser from below. Okay, but that's fancy English. Trigger. It's true. Huh? How can you say it's more or less? It's above or below. God's energy is a constant. No, you're right. God's energy is a constant. The question is how much. Exactly, how much. I experience. My antennas, my antennas, yeah. If you own it or it's a gift. Yeah. So he says, "Hanafkusa be'mashem be'sirus de'lasati sirus de'leila." Starting from, isn't that the only difference would be the starting point because right, right. you end up at the same point. From him, walking from right, right. Explain it, please. This, <laughs> just, this awakening from above is that what he speaks about the baskel report every day? Yeah, there's a part from the Baal Shem Tov. The Gemara says, "Baskel yotzis mehar Right. So he says, "What's the point of the baskel if nobody hears it?" A baskel from today till tomorrow, nobody hears it. So Moshe says that sometimes a person will have a psahiru, tshuva, a hiru, it comes from the baskel. Same concept. But there's a baskel that's triggering it. It's not his own voice. I'm hearing, some, I'm hearing, so to speak, Hashem's voice. Why do I hear it sometimes? Why don't I hear it sometimes? That could depend on many different circumstances, including Hashem choosing to allow me to hear it now. He wants me to hear it. You don't think that people hear it, but they're impressed. Okay. Since it's going to apparently be a big nafkami the way it starts. Oh. So, for example, so for example, if someone oh. someone says, you know what, I'll come tonight to a shear, and then we'll go to Fabreng, and he's inspired, and he feels, and all of a sudden, so it started with his making an effort. It was that his, but then all of a sudden the light came down from above. So is that the latato of the light? That process because it's going to apparently be a nafkami. He came, he came to the Shir, he came to Fabreng, he felt inspired, and all of a sudden, I think there's a certain element of Yisrael Lusata. They remember, Yisrael Lusata itself, he described here a very uh, intense Yisrael Lusata. But there's different levels in how much you show up for the process. <coughs> I understand what you said. Yisrael means when I work on myself. How I treat my body, how I treat my mind, how I treat my soul how I treat other people, how I discipline my day, and how I, how I show up to life and how I show up to God. That's the Sarusa Yes. And it's hard. It's hard work. It's Yigiyas Nefesh and Yigiyas Basar, Hamakas Hadas, Hisboinunus and Leiv Nishbar. Five things. Five things. Yigiyas Nefesh, toil of the mind. Yigiyas Basar, toil of the flesh. Hamakas Hadas, Depth of perception. His boyness, mindfulness, and Lev Nishbar, a humble heart. Five-step program towards divine recovery. What's the depth of perception versus mindfulness? If you have these five steps, you don't cut out the seven. The last seven. What's the difference between depth of One second, yeah? Depth of perception and mindfulness, what's the difference? Uh, uh, 
You need one of You need one to eat the other. No? Yeah, that's the perception versus the Repeat the question, please. What's the difference between that and mindfulness? His bainanus is the process where a person really could contemplate and become mindful of truth, but still there may not be hamakas hadas. Hamakas hadas means that I really have the ability to take my das and go deep into the reality of it. A person could learn about something, a person can contemplate something, a person can even be mindful of something. But Hamakas Hadas is the ability to be able to really experience it in an intimate way. The word Das comes from Parshas Bereshis, the first time it's word used. Of course, you have the Eitz Hadas, but then you have Ha'adam, Yoda Eschava, and she has a baby. She gives birth, she becomes pregnant. Adam Nu Chava. Now, from knowing people, they don't have children. I mean, Baruch Hashem. Adam Yodes Chava doesn't mean he knew her. It means he connected with her. So Das is Lashen Hiskashros V'Hishavros. He had intimacy with Chava. Intellectual intimacy, that's Hamakas Das. That I, I have, I, 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 my Das goes so deep into it that it, I become one with it. That's a different experience. I, know, I don't just know it, I could know something very, very clearly, but there's still a detachment. I still remain objectively detached, even though I know it. I appreciate it intellectually. In Das, there's intellectual intimacy. Relevance, real, real relevance. True relevance. This is basically what Yiddishkeit is missing today. We have today the most information that we ever had. What we have very little of is Das, intimacy. It's very hard for us to have intimacy. Intimacy needs space. Intimacy needs a certain element of isolation. But chlal, intimacy needs time with yourself. Intimacy can happen in the open. In today's world, it does happen in the open, but it's not intimate anymore. By definition, intimacy is kodesh hakadoshim. Why was the amechid? Why was the aparoiches amatraskes? What was God? God was afraid if we see the aron. What's going to happen if you see the aron? What's pshat? By definition, some things can't exist if there's no curtain. They just lose their identity. The mystique is integral to the experience. Rabbi Yosheber Salavechik once finished a shir, and he used to get very dramatic. So somebody told me he was there, and he says, Rebbe, he was so dramatic, he says, drama is an integral part of communication. Okay. The mystique is an integral part of intimacy. There's no intimacy without mystique. It's a secret. By definition, it's a secret. So, you understand, we live, the Balatanya once said, it says in Krishna, Vavadata Mehera. What's Prat Vavadata Mehera? He says, you have to lose the need that everything is Mehera. Mehera, Mehera. Machshnel, Machshnel. You ever hear you tell the Chaz, no, just knock it off. Knock it off. Everything has to be knocked off. Knock, knock it off. The Seder, knock it off. Chakras, knock it off. Marriage, knock it off. Yeah? Your kids, just knock it off. Give them a computer. Give them a computer, knock it off. Yeah? And, and if the guy is not knocking it off, so you take your iPhone, you start texting. In that environment, there's no das. I know everything. Somebody once said, yeah, uh, many people know the price of everything and the value of nothing. I learned off Yoimi. I finished Shas already. The guy finished Shas five and a half times. He knows, he knows, he knows, he knows, he knows. He knows and he downloads and he goes to 290 websites a day. But there's no das. There's no iskashas. What are you connected to? 
through Shas, but Shas didn't go through it. Yeah. Ayid came to the Tzemach Tzedek and said, Echagelerin Shas. He said, Umvasadir Shas. Vasad Shas Gelerindir. So Das, it's not an intellectual process. It's, it's an intellectual process, but it's Hamakas Hadas. It's Loshin Eskashos Vizchabras. It's not just a mindful, it's not, a, not only a meditating on something. It's internalized. Doesn't this one come first? No. The Bnei Soscher was what I said last night was that the, 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 the Shoiver was upset that people are investigating if God exists. He says, what do you mean God, God Your father, your, your, your Hashem takes care of you, He splits a sea for you, He gives you man every day, and then you, do you exist? So Bnei Soscher says, Vas willst du? You see God, nobody else does. Oh, that's what you mean, yeah. The Shoiver was a Helekiyid. So the Shaiva, I didn't want to get into it. So then the Shaiva felt that the Alter Rebbe's Shara Yichud Ve'amuna is already philosophical. He said it's too much. He, he criticized Shara Yichud Ve'amuna. Yeah, yeah. Das always begins with application, with relevance. If there's no relevance, there's no Das. That's why it's the last of Chachma Bina Das. Yes. It's the ultimate. Yes, after Chachma Bina, you can have Das. That's this bina is his bainus, his bainus from the word bina, and then you have das hamakas das. Das is about depth. Das equals depth. Depth, really getting to the core of something, the depth, the depth of it, the depth, exploring its full depth it has to, a lot to do with das. Huh? Automatically, when you when you when you when you explore something's depth, when when you explore the depth, it becomes relevant. If you didn't get to the depth of it, it won't be so relevant. If you get to the depth of it, it'll be relevant. You understand why? When you don't get to the depth of something, you can treat it as an intellectual concept. When you get to the depth of something, you'll see how it's reflected in your life. You heard what I said? You have to think about that. Plato was in the uh, classroom teaching about being loyal to his wife and later put him in the fields fooling around. He said, what's going on? He goes, in the classroom on Plato. Outside the classroom, I'm not get anybody else. It's the Benichnisht Arista. It's the Benichnisht Arista. That's how the story goes. Now I'm not Aristotle. Aristotle. The students once saw Aristotle doing something very, very gross. Like the Greeks knew how to do. And they said, You? And Aristotle said, now I am not Aristotle. Or Bertrand Russell, the great atheistic professor of Cambridge University, taught a class on ethics. The problem is, if you know how he dealt with his wife and some other women, it was a little bit contradictory. So they once asked him, Professor Russell, how do you teach ethics when your life is completely unethical? And it was, it was in the open. So Bertrand Russell said, I teach math. I teach algebra, I teach trigonometry, I'm not a circle, and I'm not a triangle. <laughs> That's what he answered. Great response, brilliant response. In other words, no das. That's Pshat and Medrash. Chachma yash begoyim, tamen. Torah yash begoyim, ain't tamen. The difference between Chachma and Torah. Torah comes from the word hoira, lahoiris, moira, a teacher. Chachma is wisdom. It's a different experience. 
You said before that once you know the das, then you apply it. So how does it the possible? That's what I'm saying. There was no das. I'm not a triangle. Let, let's ask a question. Somebody once asked me, can a rabbi teach something that he doesn't believe in? Yes. <laughs> Just like the sign in New York says 500 miles to Toronto. It doesn't have to be in Toronto. It's here. Okay, but he believes in it. What if he really doesn't believe in it? He cannot make fun of believe in it, but he can teach it. But he teaches it as though he believes in it. And falls apart eventually. So the truth is, people always teach things they don't believe in. Every professor, when he expresses, he's going to, for six months, he's going to discuss a certain political philosophy. He may be completely opposed to it. But the whole point of teaching is objectivity. On the contrary, in some places they'll tell you, if you don't believe it, it's better. Because <laughs> then you could treat it objectively. Alpichsidis, it's not that way. Why? Because if you don't believe in it, you actually didn't understand it. You didn't understand its depth. You understood it superficially. Because if you would have really understood its depth, you would have seen its application, and it would have to affect you. So it's not a chisarin in your moral character. It's a chisarin in your intellectual prowess. That's a whole different word. There's an expression in Kabbalah, Klippe ein lehem hadas. <laughs> what makes Klippe Klippe is, it stops short of das. It, want to apply it, it doesn't have moya hadas. Das, intimacy. He didn't want to apply it. brilliant. It was a demand. It was a demand. I didn't understand what you said now. If somebody wants to teach communism, what it is, he doesn't believe in it. Can't he convey what it is? Yes. But it's a different type of it's a different type of teaching. The cynicism will come out. The cynicism will come out. Of course, you could teach something you don't believe in. Practically, everybody does that. But it's a different type of teaching. It compromises the teaching. When somebody believes in communism, he teaches it differently. Trotsky taught socialism differently than I would teach it. It's not just enthusiasm, it's a different intellectual uh, clarity. They say a Misa that uh, in every city by Jews there was something called a Shtat Meshugana. Some cities were Mahadir to have a few. Shtat Meshugana was basically, you had to have one Jew, his role was to be a Meshugana. And these Jews would do circuses for the crowd. Everybody would come. You know, Jews were miserable often and they needed some entertainment. So this Shtat Meshugan, a particular city, it was a few days before Pesach, people are stressed, he said he's doing a circus, and everybody came to the marketplace, and he stood on the stage, and he was making himself crazy, and everybody was laughing from the Meshugan. There was one man standing in the middle, and he was, he was crying. So his Shokhan says, he says, Yankel, Yankel, forget it, Sardis, we all have problems, we can all cry. He says, enjoy the Meshugan, enjoy him, cook the Meshugan. He says, Vazalichtan, their Meshugan is mein Zun. You know, you could laugh. It's my child. So I'm crying. That's called Das. Das. Das means it's mine zone. The Rashbats was a chassid of the Tzamaqsadik. He once gave a marshal. He said that uh, the old uh, Jews who had kretschmas, they had inns, and they were often very ignorant, so they would hire a malamed, a teacher, to come and tutor their children, and the teacher would go home for Pesach, would go home for, for Tishrei, but he was there a whole year. And uh, 
the teacher knew how to read. The, often the owner of the kerchief didn't even know how to read. He was completely illiterate. So he says, once a letter came, and all the letters were read by the teacher for the owner of the inn in order to read them because he couldn't read. He said, once a letter came, and the teacher started to read the letter, and as he's reading the letter, the owner of the inn fainted. What did it say in the letter? It said in the letter that his father passed away. So he said the teacher didn't even say anything. He didn't have any emotional reaction. So he doesn't understand. The teacher is the one who saw the letter. The teacher is the one who read the letter. The teacher is the one who had direct access to the letter. He was only hearing it from the teacher. Why did he have an emotional reaction on one of them? The answer is, it was his father. So there's two people who could read about the same father. Avinu Shabashamayim. For one person, he's reading a letter. He's reading a letter about somebody's father. He's learning, he's telling you about somebody else's father. There's somebody else he doesn't know how to read. He doesn't know, he doesn't know all the information. It's his father. Avinu Shabashamayim is his father. It's a different experience. So the emotional reaction is different. Not because... It begins with emotion because the awareness is a different awareness. It's my father. That's Hamakas Hadas. That's not his Boininus. His Boininus comes before Das. Hamakas Hadas. That's for Adam Yodes Chava. Intellectual intimacy. Once there's Das, you can't remain indifferent. But here he reverses the order. That's true. He also says first Yigiyas Nefesh and then Yigiyas Basu, even though it's the other way around. If you're not disciplined with your breakfast, lunch, and supper, it's not going to be any Yigiyas Nefesh. In Gemara, you have sometimes loizu avzu, and then you have zu ain't sarich zu. Ah, so this is the reason the lasata. This is all sarich zu This is all internal work. Hamakas adas. Once a person experiences something with das, it's it's a it's a game changer. You can't remain apathetic to it. You can't remain indifferent to it. There was once a diabetic patient I knew very well, and I went with him to a doctor. He was a serious diabetic. The doctor sat with him for an hour and a half and explained to him. That every he really liked cake, this guy. That every time he eats cake, it's damaging to his body. And every time he drinks soda, it's damaging. And he showed him pictures with diagrams, with videos. A wonderful lecture he gave. We went out of the doctor's office in Manhattan. Across the street, there was a kosher cafeteria. You forgot, what do you do after the doctor? You go for lunch. I mean, that's the tachos. <laughs> after the doctor, that's the, that's the highlight of the... You're already going to the doctor. You need a psasachah. You go for lunch, right? So uh, so they went to the cafeteria. What does he order? Without blinking, he orders a big cheese Danish, right? With, 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 with a can of Coke. With a can of Coke. Now I ask you, did he not understand what the doctor said? Of course he understood every word. He understood the Chachmi, he understood the Bin. You could not understand. The diagrams were very clear. The videos were clear. The information was very clear. Even, a, even an illiterate would understand. But... There was no das. It's true information. He didn't think the doctor was a liar, but it's not applicable. When do most people get das, sadly? In the hospital. Once they're feeling sick, they say, oh, it's about me. The the challenge that we have to ask ourselves is, do I have to wait to that point in order to experience das? Why do I have to wait till I'm physically weak? Khalilah. And then I realize that it applies to me. Why can't I use the intellectual truth that is true as a model that I can really take seriously and apply to my life? But that's human nature. Until my flesh doesn't feel it, it's not true. Because 
reality is not true. What makes it true that you say it? What makes it true is if I'm feeling it, oh, now it's true. But the, and now, of course, with godliness, one can't rely on the feeling in terms of physical flesh. This is the challenge of Das when it comes to Ruchnis, the challenge of Das when it comes to Lakos. That the intangible should become very real, should become intimate in a person's life. That's the Sarusdal Asata that produces Sarusdal Hayoim. From Das comes Vashivoy Salavavach, always. After Das, it says in Zoyar, Das is Maftecha de Kalul Shis. It's the key to open up the six middas. Why is it the key? Because from Chachma and Bini, you're not going to have emotions. From Chachma and Bini, you'll have great knowledge. You won't be able to have the empathy, the, the emotional experience. It's the Das that's always the bridge between the Chachma and the Bina and the Midas. It's the key. Maftecha de Kalushis. Kavem Tsoi, the middle Kav. This class is brought to you by the Yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.